Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, our second podcast of the week. You and I watching a little bit of basketball actually at the same yeah. time, which is funny, man. I'll tell you right now, before we get into uh, everything concerning the Padres, Bryce Harper and all that, but normally this time of year after mm-hmm. the football season, I'd be excited about college basketball. Yeah, I cannot stand the sport now. It's probably the biggest changeover in things for me that I used to love that I don't like anymore. You Just, think they know it? You think that, and when I say that, the NCAA, do you think they realize that right now, I mean, especially Dave, when you look at Markel Fultz and yeah. other guys that have gone to the NBA recently, do you think they look at it and go, shit, it may not be working? Like, do you think the NBA looks at it? You think the NCAA looks at it and said, uh, this may be better if kids were hanging out longer? You know what? I have, and I'm just speaking off of just being a sports fan. I have no idea what TV ratings are. Mm-hmm. I know. For San Diego State, when the product is good, obviously people go out and will see it. You and I are watching Duke and Louisville right now, so obviously this game is a game that would be sold out. You're mm-hmm. looking at three of the top five draft picks. Maybe the first right. three guys are all on Duke anyway. I understand the interest level there. But when you, before you used to watch college basketball, you could see guys and say, this guy's going to be in the NBA someday. Not only are there no guys at San Diego State that you're going to be in the NBA someday, I remember when we had the tournament here in San Diego, when you had West Virginia and Auburn and Clemson, and right here you're hosting you know, some of the best teams in the country trying to get to the Final Four. The best player that I saw was at West Virginia. Isn't even in the NBA right now. He's yeah. In, you know, he's in the developmental league. Well, I told you, remember, we watched the story of Tayshaun Cherry a lot. Yeah. Kid was the number one player in San Diego at St. Augie. Something happened in St. Augie. He left there. Where'd he go? West? They go west. He went to Foothills Christian. Foothills Christian, that's right. And now he's at Arizona State because yep. he was part of the whole Tony Blandale at USC. And I was just curious because I like him. And I looked at NBA mock draft for 2019. He's nowhere to be found. Yep. Then I look at a mock draft for 2020, and he's nowhere to be found. And Dave, you look at two or three of these things – I don't know. I guess for me, I don't know that I paid a whole lot of attention really from October until March anyways. So once bracket time comes around, we'll all be in it. But it kind of strikes me a little bit like regular season of the NBA and regular season of the NHL. Unless you're really, really into it, you may not pay that much attention. And people that are really into the NHL would say, oh, man. You should be watching Elias Peterson in Vancouver, and you should be watching Connor McDavid. Yeah, and the Ducks are a mess, and people be like, oh, "I don't, I don't know, right?" Yeah. NBA, you pay more attention to probably because of the names, but yeah, it just it doesn't feel like college hoops has what it had a few years back, and that's kind of a drag, man. I feel bad for the kids. This is gonna sound bad to say, but I remember we spoke about this 15 years ago. We talked about the NBA draft, and he used to be excited mm-hmm. about the NBA draft. Yeah. And then I think you're the one that brought it up, not to come out and say I'm calling you a racist, but you said with all these Europeans coming in and we don't know who they are before they get here, it kind of ruins the NBA draft. Uh, Yeah, at the time. I but I don't disagree with that. You still didn't know. I mean, we didn't even know who Christoph Porzingis was. Right. And he is, when he went healthy, he's one of the better players in the NBA. Probably the only good thing Phil Jackson ever did. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, he wanted out of New York. But at the same time, we talk about who are the best players, and a lot of times they are these European guys. We have no idea who they are, which in turn I think hurts the college game because we can't look at these guys and go, that guy is going to be an NBA superstar his first year in the league. But I think the 15 years since then, it's kind of changed and you accept it more because 
you're hoping that your team found the next Porzingis, yeah. right? And, and you're hoping that these guys coming over can really play. I mean, I don't know, whoever you want, fill in the blank on a, on a bunch of different European players. So, yeah, what the mindset was 15 years ago, I think, is much different today than it was. I still don't think the NBA draft has the excitement that it had maybe in, I don't know, when's the last time you were really, truly excited about a number one overall pick? For me, Carl Anthony Towns a few years yeah. ago, that was really exciting. And you had a chance to watch him when he was at Kentucky. Right. Yeah, you knew that it was, was happening cool. ahead of time. Yeah, but I remember um, – uh, when you knew, we'll go all the way back to 2003, you, we knew who LeBron James was. Sure. Because we saw him on TV. We knew Carmelo Anthony because we saw him win a national championship. We knew those guys. And if you were a college basketball fan, you knew Dwayne Wade at Marquette. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I still, I think you pay attention for your particular team. Like anything. Yeah. Like the NFL draft, right? NFL draft coming up. You start looking at where your team's picking, and then you start trying to determine who are the four or five names that may be there. You start researching yeah. those guys, and then you act like you watched every fucking snap no they kidding. played in their entire career. <laughs> um, I set off a frenzy tonight on social media. Okay. And I set off a frenzy because I was sitting there today, and it started with Darren Smith. And Darren had Matt Vaskersian on today. Matt said something really, really interesting about this entire Bryce Harper, Manny Machado deal, Dave, and he summed up something that I would think was put in his ear by Ken Rosenthal, who's the first guy that I saw bring it up in regards to Machado and Harper and what the real story is. And a court to Ken and backed up by Matt today, the story is not so much about that the Yankees or the Dodgers don't want to get involved, that some teams may not want to go 10 years, $300 million. What what Rosenthal and Vaskersian said today, which I found fascinating, is it really boils down to the two agents, and the two agents hate each other. Dan Lozano yep. for Machado. Was Machado used to be with Boris before he went to Dan Lozano? I saw him with Dan Lozano okay. the whole way. Okay. And that Dan Lozano and Scott Boris with Bryce Harper, and these two guys hate each other. Yeah. And they hate each other, and they don't want to blink. Because they figure uh, if Lozano gets 300 for Machado, then then Boris is going to get 310 for Harper or vice versa, and they don't want to lose to their enemy. Yeah. So they're playing a game of chicken with their clients, and all of us just sit here and suffer. But it made me think, as pitchers and catchers report, and everybody is excited, right? A reminder. The Padre team won 66 games. Yeah. Very, very close to a 100-loss season, which would have been unbelievable, but losing 96 is just as bad. The tweet that I wrote tonight was the Padres won 66 games in 2018. So far this offseason, they've added a pitcher who's not expected to throw a ball in 2019. Yeah, Garrett Richards. And a 36-year-old utility guy. Yeah, Ian Kinsler. Both guys on the Angels last year. Right. And I go, <laughs> God, that's, you know, something that's great, nice, whatever. And uh, it got people all worked up. Starting with miserable Padre fan who said, uh, hey, I heard you on a recent podcast say that, um, you know, nobody gives a shit. Don't you look at Twitter? And I said to him, and this is really funny too, Dave, because 
I said to him, the Padres don't pay attention to Twitter. To which H.J. Preller said, well, they have a social media daily report. I guarantee you, H.J. Preller's not on that report. I guarantee you he's not on it. But here's what I feel like I need to fucking say over and over again. And this isn't any kind of ego or anything else. When we say shit like that on the podcast, we're not just making it up. I didn't hear it on, as much as I love Craig Meadey's podcast, I didn't hear it on the podcast. You know who fucking told me they don't read Twitter? A guy who is a high-ranking official of the Padres. Yes said to me, we don't look at it. And do you want to know why they don't look at Twitter? Because none of you put your fucking name on it. None, And that's exactly what was said to me. If they don't have the balls to put their name on it, they have no credibility in this organization, and they're dismissed. Not my thought, not Dave's thought. It's coming from the team that all of you love. You are your own worst enemy because you don't have the courage to put your name on what you write. And until that point, they don't give a fuck. So you can sit there and question anything I've done looking at Twitter. Guess what? I was at a fucking lunch with members of the Padres who said, who the fuck are these guys? Who are they? And every one of you that hides behind a fucking alias You've immediately eliminated yourself from the discussion. Not from me, because I love it. Not from Dave. We love it all day. But you can get pissed at me, and you can get mad and say, oh, bullshit, anything else. I'm telling you what they said. If you don't put your name on it, they don't care. You might as well not be putting it out there. If you remember back when we did this show two years ago, one of the first things said on the show by you. Right. Put your name on it. Right. Basically, oh, go by your real name. Don't go by these crazy names and put your name on it. I think after you said that, only one person actually went out and changed. Who? One. Well, it was Willie O'Ree. Remember? Willie O'Ree fan. For a little while. And then, is he back to Willie O'Ree? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize. I thought, okay, so I, I thought he went back and he completely went and went said, you know what, I'm going to pay attention to what Jeff says. And yeah. I think his feelings were hurt when you first said it, but then he changed over. And we've said this before. This is the way it goes. It's like sending a, a letter without signing your name on it. Right. And people love to do it, whether it's to schools or to little leagues or whatever else, and complain about coaches and playing time, but they won't sign it because right. they're too afraid they're going to get punished. You're talking about the San Diego Padres. What do you think they're going to do? Lock you at a Petco Park? Is that what yeah. you guys are afraid of? Put your name on it. Here's an opportunity. I know exactly who you're talking about, the high-ranking official. 100%, he's the kind of guy that if you put your name on it, he's going to read it. I, if, Dave, if, it was more than yeah, one. Yeah. I had it said to me two other times. There's three different guys so that it have goes, said it. Basically, it, it's like you never wrote it, or it right. goes right in the trash, which is embarrassing. You take time to put it together and not put your name on it. It means, in their but, eyes, yes. you're scared of your opinion. And that's the way, I'm telling you, the Padres are doing the right thing on that one. Anyone that ever sends you a letter and won't sign it, throw it right in the fucking trash. They do. Don't think twice, because it, it, they can't put their name on it. You shouldn't give it any attention. Or let it bother you. And anything in life, if people aren't going to put their name with it, then they're, they're chicken shit. And that's that's where the I agree with the Padres 100% on that one. What you just said isn't wrong about the Padres. If right. I, if I said it, you guys would have said, ah, oh, you're a Dodger fan. What Jeff says is well, 100% Jake right. Well, Pirelli, who's a fucking idiot, just says, go back to L.A. What the fuck does that mean, you dumb shit? That's Jesus, don't even waste my time. Welcome to my, my world. What a fucking dumb when, shit. When they tell you to move. 
Why, why would he be okay with it? I love Ernie Martinez, and he's a Padre fan just like Jeff is. I worked with him for years. Yeah. But when Ernie says he's excited about pitchers and catchers, why? Why? Because it's going to be exactly the same shit you saw last year when they lost 60, uh, well, 166 games. I tell you what, man, and here's the other thing. I, I, I like AC. I get along with AC. His fucking articles make me insane. Because, Dave, I'm not coming at it. I don't ask anybody for a fucking credential down there. I just, I buy tickets. We have this. But by, by, You know what? I want to point that out that you say that. People think that the Padres take care of us. They don't. You know what's no, funny? And we've I've heard never that, asked for anything. And they've out offered over and over again, hey, all you guys have to do is ask. No, we, we don't. No. We, we aren't in a situation where we want to take a seat up in the press box. Right. We, we don't need to. They have Hacksaw, who's pictured today wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates sweatshirt, and they'll fucking jerk him off. Yeah. Why? The guy has zero impact in this town. I saw that shit. I go, get this guy the fuck out of here. What? Oh, you're a pirate guy? Did you ever, were you ever boring in Pittsburgh? I don't remember. Dave, I buy fucking tickets. But Kevin Acey writes today an interview with Andy Green or a Q&A that came out with Andy Green. And fucking Andy Green, this guy in this organization makes me insane because, again, I'm not coming at it from a media standpoint. I'm coming at it from a dad of 11-year-old kids that's trying to connect with his fucking kids on a horseshit team that his dad loves, so why shouldn't they be fucked too? And these assholes are going to go into the year with this idea of going into games where guys are going to pitch two fucking innings at a time, right? Kirby Yates is going to pitch two, and then here comes Craig Stamen. Why the fuck would I buy tickets for that shit? Why would I buy tickets and say to my kid, hey, guess what? It's guaranteed seven fucking pitcher change night tonight because Craig Stamen's starting the game. Are you out of your fucking mind? This organization can't do anything fucking right. They talked to us and said, come down and be part of the promotional schedule meetings. I said, that would be great. Yes. Then they got their feelings hurt with something we said. I couldn't give less of a shit. You know what these dumb fucks did? These fucking guys are so stupid. I can't figure it out. You had a big circle jerk party to let everybody know you were going brown for 2020, right? Yep. A month later, you release your promotional schedule, and guess what? Every fucking item is in blue. Yeah, how about that? Are you out of your fucking mind, you dumb shits? Jesus fucking Christ. Why don't you have Jose Perella night? Because he's going to be here as much in 2020 as the blue is. Yes. I'm like, are you, are you that dumb? You've done the whole thing, and you've known for three fucking years you were going back to Brown. You didn't just decide it when Ron said it in Nick's bullshit column. You've known it for three years. You just announced it. But you go into promotional meetings, and you're like, let's do everything blue. Because next year, when I show up with my kids and everybody's got a brown hat, don't you want to be the dickhead in the free blue hat? <laughs> Holy shit. Maybe it's their plan to get you to come back. Hey, if you want to go brown, you got to come back to another game it's next so year. It's so stupid. It's like, it's so stupid. God damn. They are the emperor's new clothes down there. Somebody needs to get a fucking clue and figure it out. I can't. They make me insane. And you know who they're becoming? Go, go ahead. I'm going to tell you who they're quickly becoming. And I hope you're listening in Petco Park. I know both of you. You know who you're becoming? You're becoming the fucking Spanoses. Real oh, wow. quick. You're becoming arrogant. And you're becoming ignorant. 
real fucking quick. Okay, let me throw it to you from the Padres side. Maybe let they just think. The, okay, maybe they just think the Padres fans are dumb. You better watch your mouth. It's the only thing I can think. It's that maybe they just think the Padres fans. You just called Geekster dumb. Yeah. Did you? I think I just. You did. better watch. I think. I, unfortunately, I think I just did. I think I just did. I think you, your wife's afraid of me to throw water yeah, on you. Because <laughs> otherwise, why else would you behave this way? Am I wrong, David? No, that I'm just telling you. Arrogant and ignorant. Maybe we deserve it. We Why do we deserve it? What not, do we do? Not, we support that team. Not me. Not hey. What did I tell you a million times? And you hate when I say it. Become Why? a Giants fan. No, I do not. I said, why would you continue to go to a bad restaurant if they serve bad food? And the Padres have served bad food for a long time, yet everybody continues to buy the tickets and support them. It, look, you got to sit there and demand more once in a blue moon. Say, I'm not going to sit there and pay for this garbage. Again, you just named the two players. One guy's not going to pitch, and the other guy's a utility guy that doesn't belong in Major League Baseball anymore. I think you have to be careful, though, and qualify, Dave, that there are people that are nice enough to listen here that have been very loud in saying what they've said. Okay, well, let's give them some answers on how to fix it, okay? Instead, yeah. instead of just saying you guys are dumb and you're they're treating you this way because you accept it. Yeah. Number one, you hit on a big thing right at the very beginning. Change your goddamn Twitter name. They will listen to what you have right. to say. You have a huge voice. Honestly, my favorite thing about Twitter is these Padre fans. Oh, it's yeah. my favorite thing. If, if everybody disappeared that were Padre fans off Twitter, I'd probably disappear off Twitter. I, I enjoy it. I love the conversations that go on on a daily basis. Even though they love to torture each other with the Harper stuff and changing their names and Machado this and, and Mustakis this and everything yeah. they do to fall, even though they're going to end up with none of them, I love the fact that they play the game, that they're, they're into it. They're, these are passionate Padre fans. Right. Padres know they have you. So what can you do to sit there and say you demand more? Change your name. Focus directly right to them. They will listen eventually to know that you're, as they say in radio, you're the P1s. You're the ones that count more than anywhere else. Padre Geekster matters. Miserable Padre fan, he Leisure. matters. They all Leisure matter. Ma they all HJ. matter. Craig Meaty, my man, drinking exactly. rum and Cokes. Change your name. Be vocal. I promise you, once you change your name, people won't be afraid to sit there and, and retweet and follow you and tell everyone, look, I agree with what this guy says. You're going to get some credibility among Padre fans who are sitting there dying right now. Yeah, I think the other thing is to take that one step further. You may be really cute and creative in your handle. Nobody can find you. That's true. <laughs> I have a relative who does That's this, funny you say that. That's who true. Who changes their handle, and you want to go see what they're saying, and you can't find them. Yeah. You know who knows your handle? You. Yeah. I You're funny lost. you say that. I added last night, it was up around 1.30 in the morning, I added three Padre Twitter fans yeah. that, that I found by accident. Right. Which I was like, I know who this person is, and I've read before, but I can't find them because they change the fucking names all the time. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you change everything, and then you you fall off the like. People are like, yeah. "Where are you?" Yep, I and honestly, they're not, and I'm sorry, you're not that interesting. Where they're going to chase you down in their eyes? No, they aren't. I, but honestly, it's my favorite thing about Twitter. They do have something to say. They're passionate. The Padres know you're passionate. Yeah, but they they think if this guy's not going to take himself seriously, why should we? Exactly. <laughs> I I think that's it. I think that's it. Really, number one is is that's a problem. I will say my favorite thing on Padres Twitter continues to be H.J. Preller, who when somebody says uh, they did it today on Ben and Woods, and they said, uh, hey, our our friend Bob Scanlon's coming in. Does anybody have any questions for Bob Scanlon? And H.J. Preller does it all the fucking time where he'll always ask 
some question yeah. about what's going on with the Kurds and in Afghanistan. <laughs> and it's this incredibly well-written question that belongs on Meet the Press. And goddamn if Bob Scanlon didn't answer it today. It was Oh, that's great. It's so funny. But he sends them to AC all the time. AC ignores them. I sent HA a message today. I go, look, I don't know if I'm the only guy. I laugh every time you do it. Because but that's the kind of stuff, Dave, where you go, okay, that's just really well thought out. Like that's yeah. really well thought out and it's funny and kudos to Scan for playing the game today. But I, I'm like stop acting like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You make me insane. It's like, ah, uh, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be saw. I don't want to be fucking sillyo where you're talking about, oh, you know, I talked to my dear friend, Ben and Woods light them up every day on their Twitter, which is so great. I said to Steve Woods, I go, what's with my dear friend? <laughs> so dumb. He goes, dude, it's a shot at sillyo. I go, fuck, perfect. Sorry, I missed it. But you don't want to be that guy. But I'm just saying, if we if we tell you, hey, this is it, we're not yeah. saying it to be a douche. We got enough shit we do to be a douche. <laughs> just understand it's coming from within the building. So right now, as you say, you look at the situation with the Padres, mm-hmm. okay? And we're not going to rehash the, the two guys over and over again. But when you say, okay, National League West, and I understand free agency is far from being done because the two guys at the top haven't signed, and there are yeah. 100 other guys right behind them that don't have jobs right now. If you had to predict the National League West, where are you putting oh, the National League West? I have no idea because... Will I you d- immediately just go to last year and say, okay, well, let's start there because my team hasn't done jack shit? Well, I don't know when things start falling into place. I really don't. I mean, if Mustakas comes here, right? Which I'm, I'm for. Honestly, right. I'm, I'm for Mustakas coming here. And look, here's the thing. Like we've said all along, this is my team. So because... Well, that's t- why you're pissed. Yeah, that's why I said tonight. And if they come out in three days... Look, I, I think we feel like, unfortunately for all of us, and I was going back and forth with a uh, miserable Padre fan tonight who said, he goes, God, I feel, like a, I feel like a dope because I actually bought in that they had a legit shot at Harper. I go, you? He was serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I said, how dumb then do I feel? Because I felt like they had a legit shot at both of those guys. <laughs> I go, if do, you feel dumb, do, I feel... Do you really feel that way? Or did, did you just want to believe it so bad? Like, believe it in Santa Claus? Um... I, I think, Dave, that they're – I here's the thing. Because you've never once said it on the podcast when I ask you, where's Harper going? You've never said he's coming here. Um, No, I mean, I've never felt like okay. he was truly coming here, but I felt like they were in it. I felt like they were in the game for the first time, and like I've said on this show, off the air to anybody, it's a completely different ownership group than Morad yeah. or what we saw at the end of the John Moores era. Completely different. But I, I really am concerned about the structure of operation down there. Because you know what? I, I don't know. Maybe they are following what's said on Twitter. Like when you look back at the Hosmer deal, right? I liked it at the time. I Hopefully he bounces back, right? He's our guy. But there's a lot of shotgun moves that are made. Like Kinsler, your guy is Urias. He's a top five yes. prospect. He Didn't plays second base. Yes. Why? So now is Kinsler your third baseman? That's what everybody thinks. I have no he's idea. just starting third baseman. I have no idea. Which, if he is, he's not who you want as your starting third baseman. If the Padres didn't sign Kinsler, I promise you'd be sitting right now as a free agent still. Don't you Nobody feel else like, would have signed him. Don't you feel like Kinsler is going to be uh, a little different version of Corey Spangenberg? 
that you feel like he's going to play some third, you know, I don't know if he can and play no. some second. I'd rather have Corey Spangenberg. I hate to say it. I watched Kinsler Boy, they, a lot they last ran year. him right out of town. Both teams did. The Red Sox knew he was done, and the Angels knew he was done. Yeah, gold glove winner. Yeah. But but you don't need a gold glove winner. You've got your guy in Urias. This is the year that you want. To me, Dave, 19 was about seeing what you had in these guys and seeing what you have. And if you want to say, okay, well, we're going to see what we have in Mejia. We're going to see what we have in Urias, and we want to see what we have in Tatis. And it's another really good year of Renfro, right? Can Margot bounce back? Where does Cordero fall in it? Where does Reyes fall in it? Uh, yeah, that's kind of good. I mean, for me, Dave, what I what I would have liked was this could have been a really productive offseason. If you immediately you go out and you go, yeah, we're going with uh, Mustakis is coming in here to okay. play third. We're 100% fine with that. We're going to, here, I'll just go, go around ahead. the infield. Go, go ahead, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to go around. Uh, behind the plate, we're going to go into it with Austin Hedges and Mejia. Okay. Because we feel like we can get Mejia, even though the Indians gave up on him after 14 games. We feel like we got something there in Mejia. We feel like we stole him. It was the best deal for Brad Hand, and so we're doing that. And we, we sure like Austin Hedges. He's homegrown. We're going to go with that. Hosmer, we believe, is going to bounce back. So we're going to go with Hosmer. He's our guy. It's almost only one way to go at this point. Right. 18 home runs. Jesus. Uh, uh, second base, this is Urias' year. Absolutely. Urias is there. But you know what? He's a young guy. He hasn't played a lot of uh, full seasons. Well, you aren't competing for the goddamn division anyway, so play right. him the whole fucking year. He's going to play. Until he tells you he's tired, you play him every fucking day. Right. But we have uh, Ian Kinsler, who we signed on a one-year, $2.5 million contract to come in. We didn't give him two years at $9 million. Uh, shortstop, we'll, let, we'll put Moustakis in at third. Okay. And the outfield. Well, who's your shortstop? That's what I was just going to okay. say. One of those guys, right? I don't think it was going to be Galvis, but there's you could find there's short stops out there where you go, all right, we can find well, a guy. Well, how long? Okay, because you're better at this whole contract thing like the Cubs did with Chris Bryant. How long are you going to wait until Tatis is your guy? Probably. How, is it a month? Is it six weeks? How long do you have to wait? Yeah, I mean, you're seeing everything. Like he, They, they think he's got a chance to break camp. With Why the not? Team. I mean, right. the guy, everywhere he's gone, he's done fine. Put him in right now. Let's go. Right. Give Just us go. fucking something. Right. All right, so let's just say for that, okay. you go, okay. Tatis is our guy. Tatis is coming in at short. Urias is there. For at least 140 games this year. Yeah. Okay. Hosmer, Moustakis, and then uh, and then it's the old-fashioned. Go ahead. Let me hear your, your outfield, and I'll tell you what, I, what outfield I want. Uh, it's the bunkhouse stampede out there in that outfield where these guys, we're going to figure out who the best guy is at the end. And in the end, if you are going with uh, – uh, I guess Reyes will be a corner guy. Renfro is going to be a corner guy. That means Myers is your center fielder. Uh, I, I'm not say, sure. And, I think Andy Myers says is Myers your, is your left fielder. I think Myers is your fourth outfielder. Oh, wow. See, then that's what I'm saying. That's a huge mistake. And nobody wants Myers with the Padres. There's nobody that doesn't. Yeah. I'm sure Myers doesn't want to be with the Padres. Right. You should have just given him away. Whatever. Even if he part of his contract, whatever, yeah. just get him the fuck out of here. Right. Nobody wants Will Myers around. So, okay, so Andy Green says Will Myers is going to be playing left field. I, I'm with you on the two guys. I want to see Reyes, and I want to see Renfro as much as I can. Yeah. If you want to go with that lefty-righty thing, find a way to get Cordero in there. Yeah. Figure it out. But what I want to see, if a team isn't going to sit there, and, and with what you said, the offense, not terrible, but they don't have the pitching to sit there and support the offense. So, right. But I, I tell you what, give me this as a fan. Every guy that comes up to the plate has a chance to knock it out then. That's the thing. And that's basically what you just described. So for me, now I'm looking at pitching, 
and you're going, okay, Lucchese's going to be in there. Yeah. Lauer's going to be in there. But I'm going to look at it and I'm going to say those guys are going to be at the back end of my uh, rotation. Yeah. Right? But even if I say uh, Lucchese's three, Lauer's four, because how often do you go to a fifth starter? And now I'm going to go out and I'm going to find a one and I'm going to find a two. And I'm going to take, I'm going to sign Dallas Keuchel. And Dallas Keuchel is going to be a move. Mike Mustakis was going to be my other move. And then I'm going to find a guy to be my number two. And maybe I can swing a deal uh, for Myers. And maybe I need to put a guy in that trade. Right, Dave? Maybe I got to put uh, Josh Naylor in that deal. But maybe I can find a number two guy. And all of a sudden, I feel like, hey, you know what? We've made progress and we are closing in because don't forget this. A couple weeks back, when I was in Chicago, yeah. Nick wrote the column with Ron Fowler that talked about the brown uniforms. On that column, that's when the number was written at 2021. A lot of people, myself included, freaked out and said 2021 had never been talked about. First time that I remember Nick writes a retraction and goes on and says... 2020. Well, if you won 66 games in 18 and you assume you have to get to at least low end 90 wins in 20, 24 games, you're not going to pick up 24 games. You're not going to pick up 12 games by signing Ian Kinsler and Garrett Richards who can't pitch. Yep. So that's why it wasn't really that difficult to blueprint heading into 19 to start saying, you know what? This fan base is incredibly excited about Tatis as we are. They're excited about Urias. They're excited about Fran Mill Reyes. They're excited about Franchi Cordero. Uh, I think there's still a lot of people that believe Hunter Renfro can be a consistent 25, who knows, 25-plus home run guy. He is. Uh, Hedges is a natural fan favorite. But we believe we stole something in Mejia. We feel like our track record says that Hosmer is going to be better. So we're excited. But you know what we're going to do, guys? This is it. We're going to put up our dream list up here. We need a third baseman. Moustakis is going to be out there for the taking, and we can go get him because we don't have anybody at third base knocking on the door to take him over. Tatis is a shortstop. And now we have to start looking at pitching and saying, who are guys – that we believe that Darren Balsley, even though you and I don't always buy into it, enough smart baseball people do, who is that? Is it Gio Gonzalez that comes in as a three? And now we go, okay, well, Gio's a three, Lucchese's a four, Lauer's a five, and we have room that if Paddock or Quantrill or Espinosa, any of these guys start being ready, great, let's get Gio. Uh, who's a two? Well, shit, maybe we got to make a trade. Maybe we got to give up. Two of our top 25 prospects, we throw Myers in and we can go get a two. And then let's go sign Dallas Keuchel and put him at the top front of that rotation. And that's for this year. For this year. For this year. Right now. Yeah. See, I don't see them doing that at this, this well, day. Well, of course not, Dave. Because why? That's why they got blue ponchos when they're going brown yeah, next year. that's what I'm saying. Because pitchers and catchers are already there. That, I, otherwise, they aren't forward thinking the way you are. That, well, and that that my if the lineup you just put together right there mm -hmm. is good enough, honestly, to finish at least third in the National League West. Do you want to know why they it's should have listened to me? Better than the Giants and the Diamondbacks. Do you want to know why they should listen to me and why they're over there right now and probably taking me out of their phone and everything else? <laughs> Here's what they should really come to grips with down there that I don't think any of them are smart enough to come to grips with. 
With the day that pitchers and catchers are reporting in Peoria, more people today are talking about the fleet than are talking about you. That's a problem. It's embarrassing. Yeah, that's a that's problem. That's a problem. Okay, so I'll jump around again. If Let's say you're working for the San Diego Padres. Yeah, in what, what capacity? You're a vice president. I should be. Okay. <laughs> you're vice president. You could be president. I'll give you the president. I'll take okay? that role. You're president of the Padres. What is the first check you're doing to see, are we moving in the right direction? Is our fan base still behind us? As a business, are we doing okay? Season tickets. That's exactly what I was going to say. And you cannot tell me season tickets are through the roof. If anything, that's my point. So let's get the reality check there. If you're the Padres and you're seeing your season ticket holders disappear every year, what does that tell you? Honestly, how many guys do you know? Not not partials, but full season ticket holders of the Padres. Um, I know, I know one. I know one guy. A full eighty full. game. Eighty one. Yep. Eighty one. Um, I know a lot of ten, twenty, okay. forty. Doesn't count. A full. Right. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm talking to a guy right here in front of me that knows a lot of people and yeah. a lot of people that can afford to go. Right. And a lot of people are sports fans, and there's only one team. Yeah, I don't know. Uh. The one guy I know only goes to opening day and gives the rest away. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And he's a well, business owner, and that's why he does it that way. But he goes yeah. to opening day and gives the rest away. And the reason I bring that up is when you and I were around the Padres, when they did have their decent seasons, mm-hmm. we knew a lot of season ticket holders. Yeah. And we saw the same people every day because they were season right. ticket holders. If they had done what I said, which really wouldn't have been that tough to accomplish, I mean, really. Then you fucking take care of it. This is the way it used to go. You take care of it before December 25th right. because a shitload of people were buying season right. tickets for Christmas and gifts. Jerseys and yep. hats. It and, was a big fucking deal. So here we are. Fan so Fest is going crazy. Yeah. People are planning their trips. Do you know anybody going to Peoria? You're an idiot to go to Peoria. I'm telling you right now, you're yeah. a dumb shit. If you're not going to go 20 minutes to Petco Park, why the fuck are you going to drive five hours each way to Peoria? Right. Why? Yeah. Well, go see John Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you you said exactly. You're president of the team. You walk in, you sit down, and you're going, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. This is not good. This is not a good sign as far as the way we're moving forward as a business. There's not a ripple in the water yep. about that team. And and I'm sorry. Everything you've done this offseason, I, I wouldn't say has blown up on you. I think that'd be overly dramatic. But it sure hasn't done anything to get people excited and yeah. Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn used to say to everybody, not just me and Dave, used to say to everybody, opening day doesn't matter. The people that matter come out the next day. Absolutely. The second day. Opening day is about the flyover and the bunting. I, the I big wanna, flag. Yeah, I want to see who's there on day two. Yep. Why? For today. Wasn't that always weird? Because uh, we were there for day two. But wasn't that always weird to go, man, there's so much energy in here. Yeah. With this, with Qualcomm Stadium being full, then all of a sudden the next day, it was weird. It felt like it was a game in middle of August. Well, I have a very good friend of mine at work, uh, Brian, who saw my tweet and said, look, man, I'm a Tigers fan. Do you want to know what the Tigers have done this offseason? They've signed Matt Moore and Tyson Ross. Yeah. It, it's all around baseball. And these guys, Lozano, and I mean, it's it's a problem, Dave. Scott Boris, this idea of talking about adjusting the mound, the DH coming to the National League. Like I talked about seven pitchers in a game becoming the norm. No chance. No chance. I'll tell you, I'd be freaking out if I'm Fox Sports San Diego. 
I'd be looking there and go, what, what are people going to tune in to watch? Yeah. At some point, Tatis will be up, and that'll help. That'll absolutely help. And when Tatis comes up, I don't care, Dave. If the kid's hitting a buck 90, we're going to want to see him. Of course him. you are. Because you're going to feel like, for me, it's gonna. it reminds me of the buzz when Robbie Alomar came up. Because you felt like, Ro and yeah. look, Robbie Alomar is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I feel like it's bigger because we have social media. I've watched almost, I feel like I've watched everyone at Tatis' at-bats this offseason. Right. Incredibly exciting. And... And the guys from Mad Friars, by the way, John Conniff on the show in, I think, two weeks. Cool. Because Mad Friars is putting out their top 25. And I said to John, uh, because I love what those guys do. Kevin Charity, David J., John Conniff, and the rest of those guys. You know, I said, come on and s separate fact from fantasy, right? Who are the guys? When you look at Paddock from... They're out at games. These guys go yeah. out to games. They talk to scouts. I mean, Matt Fryers grinds it out, as do a lot of guys. But tell me, when Cal Quantrill, right, a name we've heard forever. Not a fan. Is Cal Quantrill got a chance to be a two where you go, okay, old school 98? That's Andy Ashby, right? Ashby was yeah. a two. Brown was a one. Hitchcock was the three. Scott Sanders was the four. Yep. Does he have a chance to be a two or is he a four where you go? Well, Scott Sanders was cool, but I don't know that I need to go crazy and follow every step of what Cal Quantrill's doing. Is Paddock a one is, can he be Kevin Brown? Like we, we all so. want to believe, or is he a three? Best thing about the guys. He, he doesn't want guys. He throws a tremendous amount of strikes. I've watched, followed every step of it, yeah, Dave. I'm a fan. But I want to know about not a it. fan of Weathers, not a fan of Quantrill. I want to know about their Espinosa. Dad sucked, their dads were terrible. Why would he draft those guys? Don't but tell me about their genes. But <laughs> you want to know about drafting Craig Griffey? Yeah. I hey, Morihone. <laughs> Morihone. I, I don't care. I Call him anything you want. If the guy's a fucking four, it doesn't matter to me. If the guy's a legit one, you'll see me and Leisure yeah. at the learning annex. Learning every fucking Dominican name in baseball. I'll go pick Leisure up. And we'll go. And we'll practice together. Leisure will show up in his OP shorts and his Rod Laver tennis shoes. Doesn't matter. He'll be the hit of the class. The guy's a natural talent. And we'll learn all these names. If the guy's a four, we don't give a shit. We're going to play darts at Rookies in Oceanside. But, but that's it. But it's just, it's frustrating, man. And I'm telling you, the Spanos family was arrogant and ignorant. Please don't become those oh guys. Oh, boy, that'd be terrible. Because I feel like watching it as a fan, I yeah. feel like you're sliding in that direction. Oh, my gosh. Okay, where's uh, where's Espinosa? We were talking about him like crazy two years ago. He's back, but he's coming back from Tommy John surgery. But he's still in the mix. But that's why you bring John Conniff in. Yeah. That's why you bring those guys in. You go, look, where is he? See a guy for 2020? I'm all for it. When's he coming in? Uh, they're doing their top 25 for Fox Sports San Diego. I think it's within two weeks. Okay. That's going to be exciting. Um, I said tonight, too, that I was uh, booking another guest, and I'm just going to see real quick, Dave. Uh, look on social media. I've been, I've been working on this one for a while, and I'm trying to see um, oh, just a bunch of feedback. i got to mute that conversation. Um uh, let's see, whatchamacallit, um, 
trying to book another guest that's going to be great coming in. And uh, I think it's going to be awesome. But I didn't get confirmation tonight, so let me wait till I get confirmation. Before we, then we, I'll let you know who she is. Okay. Before we move on uh, with, with with the Padres as well, I want to ask you about Andy Green mm-hmm. because I'm dying to know what the plan is with this organization. Do they honestly believe this is the guy when things turn start to turn around, or is he the guy just driving the bus during the worst times? Is he going to be known as poor Andy Green, <laughs> like I, poor Bud Black? Yeah. I, well, yeah. Well, the thing with the Bud Black, at least, Bud Black came from the Angels at the time as a big important part of that coaching staff that won a World Series. Well, knew Bud also from San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Andy Green is a guy. Yeah, sure, he's a nice guy. Andy Green, when I listened to him the other day on the radio, with Darren, I think it was Monday. I just felt like he was going through the motions. The interview frustrated me because Darren is known for his interviews and, and getting great stuff out of guys. He couldn't talk to him. You know, Andy wouldn't answer stuff, and it just turned into bullshit. And he asked him about Bryce, and, and of course, Andy Green's going to answer the way we knew he was going to answer. I'm not allowed to talk about players that aren't with the team. Yeah. So let's move on. Then Darren proceeds to ask three more Bryce Harper questions. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm done. You yeah. know, wh- why? Why even waste your time? Why waste his time? So you have a relationship with the guy. Let, let's get to the guys that are here. If that's what he says he's willing to talk about, let's talk about the guys that are here. Don't tell me about Austin Hedges' bullshit. None of this stuff. I don't care. He's the manager of a 66-win That's team. What I, and, and guess what? He's never, ever been 500 or above. Ever. Never even won opening day. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. I mean, uh, aren't we done it. with it going? And now maybe it doesn't make any sense to go ahead and fire the guy. At the same time, when you go, okay, well, Andy Green's stuck with this horseshit team. He's getting paid. No one's going to quit. I mean, you and I would be happy to be Andy Green tomorrow, too. So I don't blame Andy Green for it. But for the Padres, do you change the attitude? Because it doesn't tell everybody else, hey, those 66 wins last year were just fine. Because <laughs> guess what? We're looking at the same guys in the clubhouse we saw last year when the season ended. Uh, I hate to think that it would go that same way because I don't want to be that kind of fan. Yeah. I think there are people that want this team to do miserable, I think it'd be great. I, I, if this team was able to find a way to come out and win 78 games and Andy Green's the manager, yeah, Dave, I, I've said it all along. I, I have nothing to lose by coming in and saying, God, was I 100% wrong about him. Yeah. Been plenty wrong about things in the past. But, unfortunately, I've also been plenty right about things in the past. And to me, he doesn't move the needle with that team. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. You're not in there. I don't cover the team on a day-to-day basis. I don't talk to the players. I just watch that team play. Man, they are an uninspired group. Uh, I mean. It, it is. It's an un- uninspired you group. You might as Even, well have lost 100 games. And, and I so, just, uh, I'm sorry, Dave. I was just going to say, you know, you you watch Dick Williams manage this team. I watch Boach manage this team. Shit, I watched Larry Boa was a disaster. Uh, Boris, Steve Boris was a disaster, right? There've been plenty of guys. Greg Riggleman, uh, or Jim Riggleman, yeah. Greg uh, Riddock, Greg Rid. Oh my God, right? So Irish Pat Murphy, <laughs> Irish Pat Murphy, Punching Pat. I mean, we've seen a bunch, like the like the fucking nuns yeah, and shit. Yeah, Punching Pat. I mean, where you just go, like, like Dude, you should have been in marketing. Yeah. Punch and Pat would have been great. That would have been a great giveaway. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I mean, now Rod Barajas is up there as your bench coach because McGuire's moved out. Yeah. Barajas had, had good success with these guys, managed these guys, won games. Then let him manage. He Make might be the, man- the guy. Then go ahead and do it. What are we waiting for? Yeah, he might be the guy. Oh. I don't know, man. I, I, 
I want this team to win, Dave, but I don't feel like their path, my vision for how they get yeah. to winning and their vision are two completely different things. Here's the three things, honestly, I wish I wish the Padres could do over mm-hmm. going into the season. And, and not adding anyone, I'm going to tell you three people I wish weren't there in 20, 2019. I wish Will Myers wasn't there. Me too. Okay. Honestly, I do. And I think there are guys in that clubhouse wish the same thing. And there are guys in the in the ownership box that wish the same thing. Just move on. It's not good for anybody. Just get him out. And he might go somewhere and become a huge star, and you're going to go, shit, why couldn't it be here? He just doesn't seem inspired. Two, I wish Hosmer wasn't there. I think uh, overall we're going to look back at that Hosmer contract and go, this was a terrible contract. Even if he did well, he would have been able to opt out. Now you're going to be stuck with a worse situation. He's not doing well, and you're still stuck paying him for all these years. And I wish Andy Green was gone. I wish those three guys weren't there, and I would have taken my chances with the younger guys and, and been more invested in it. I wish uh... – Wish Will Myers was gone. Um, I'll ride the wave with Hosmer. I'll take my chances with Hosmer, and um, I feel like I feel like he could have upgraded from Andy Green. Yeah, and I don't feel like he would have owed anybody anything by saying the guy won sixty six games. Would that upgrade have been Brad Osmus? I don't know. Rod Barajas, Mike Sosha, right? Sosha would have been interesting. Joe Girardi, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of guys that were out there and available. Eighty uh, eight year old Jack McKeon. Yeah, this guy wants to manage. He does. I mean, he does like, want to manage, right? Um, there were guys that were out there. You had different things that could have done. Um, would any of those guys won more games in 2019 than Andy? We'll never know. Yeah, I'm not saying Andy's a, a bad guy. I'm just saying if nothing changes, then the expectations don't change. Yeah, I, d- I don't mind Hosmer. I just feel like Myers, they're just like, but it just didn't work. Yeah. And move him out. And you're, But look, to move Myers, you're going to have to eat some of that Fine. money. You know, it, it's and a cancer. And you're going to have to move a couple of guys out. I don't know uh, about that, Dave. I'm not down there to call him a cancer. I'm telling you he's a cancer. You think so? I, I do. I just don't think anyone rallies around that guy. He is not, a, a, especially when you're talking about these young stars that you believe will be right. stars. I watched him, Jeff. He walks to his position. He doesn't even hustle on the field and off yeah. the field. He acts like he doesn't want to be there. He looks like it's just a paycheck. Well, he said it. He's he said it openly in the past that he drifts off. Yeah. I mean, who your- says that shit? We've watched him. We watch him do it at every position he plays. Yeah. We watch him at first base, forget to hold the guys on. We watched him at third. We watched him in left. I went last year and I sat right behind the Padre dugout. I watched him walk to left field and walk back in the dugout every inning. If they um, had not flipped Turner in that deal, if he had just been a free agent, let's say he comes in on the Hosmer deal, do you think people feel the same way um, that they do about Myers or because you gave up an impact guy in Turner, at least a guy who potentially could be an impact guy? Yeah. Injuries have held turn her down but do you think that leads to it because i i don't i don't blame him for turner he didn't have no no not at all yeah no but his history before he got here was myers was a guy that was injured a lot you know so okay we deal with myers and he comes back the the, i told this before the thing that is really frustrating about him he's a potentially a five-tool guy right he looks like if he was 100 percent invested in his career and i don't know what he does to prepare that he could be one of the best players in baseball. He looks – it's so frustrating because there's not a guy who's not a Padre fan that would say, if I had his ability, his body, his contract, 
wearing that uniform, boy, things would be a lot different. Is it a huge exaggeration to draw a parallel between Will Myers and Jamarcus Russell? No, it's it's not it's not crazy. You know, we see guys. I, I, I mean, tell you what, I expect more from Myers than even Russell. I didn't, you know, Russell, I think was just dumb. He wasn't going to pick it up. I mean, being an NFL quarterback, it, it, mm-hmm. it's it's a foreign language. I mean, Tom Brady says there's nothing you can throw at me I haven't seen. Russell, if you showed it to him 80 times, wasn't going to pick it up. Yeah. Whereas Myers just seems like, you know, effort. Coaches don't want to have to coach effort. I worry about all the young guys coming up are going to look at Myers going, that guy makes a lot of money half-assing yeah. it. I can half-ass it too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not down there. Like I said, I don't know what example he's How many sets. years has he been here already? Since 15? Uh, yeah. 15, so. 16, 17, 18. We've seen him for four years already. Right. You know, enough. I, I don't know. I just say you eat the contract and – you move on and give someone, give Franchi a chance in center field full there time. Was, you still like Margot? I'm not a Margot guy at all. Uh, I don't know about that, but I would say I wouldn't say that I like Margot. Uh, Margot to me would have been a guy you could have moved out. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, I I, again, Margot to another team is what a fourth or fifth outfielder. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, well, yeah, I would think. I yeah, mean, the I mean, Giants he probably starts. No the Giants need outfield help desperately. <laughs> uh, Marvin Bernard's not getting it done anymore. <laughs> but, but. The one thing, Dave, that I think a lot of us were excited about when this yeah. Padre farm system started to be developed was this idea that we wouldn't have to settle for mediocrity for two or three years in a row, that there would be guys pushing kind of at the at the pen trying to get out, right? Yep. Trying to get out of the barn saying, that's my spot. Look, maybe that starts and maybe that's still coming it's just the idea that a lot of these dudes were 17 when they signed them, and it's going to be a four-year window to get them up or a five-year window. And maybe that's the way it's going to be in 2022, and it'll be like when the dam breaks and a lot of young guys come in and you're feeling good about it. And it's just right now, I get that if you want to make a trade and you want to go out and get somebody, everybody's like, dude, I, I the only guy I want is Mackenzie Gore, who we didn't even talk about. Yeah. Or Tatis, you know, I need one of those guys, AJ. I'm really, really not that interested in talking to you about Naylor or Buddy Reed or Logan Allen. If you want to talk to me, I need Tatis and I need Gore or I need Paddock. And you got to have the other side that's willing. And if I'm the other side, that's who I'm asking for. And if I'm Preller, I'm doing exactly what he probably did, which is say no. So you're in a little bit sticky. But that's where ownership's got to say, okay, well, then guess what? We have to overspend this year. We have to overspend to bridge the gap to be compelling and be interesting because right now we're really, really boring. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're right. Really, really boring is where they're, where they're at right now, you know? And our broadcaster's going blind, and you pointed it out, and people don't like it. <laughs> How about that? Who was it that hammered you that basically for the Ted Lightner thing about Ted going blind and blamed you for saying it when it was actually Ted that said he was going blind? Oh, I, I didn't. On Twitter, somebody went after you. You said not. It wasn't our words. That was Ted's words. Oh yeah, some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> some dipshit. That's it. Some dipshit. Yeah, it's always our fault. Yeah. Like I, I, here's what's great. I call out the team, helping all of you. Yeah, you're taking you're taking punches. Right, because. The footprint of this podcast is a little bigger than it is for some of you on social media. But you and me 
Dave's not included in this because Dave's a dick. Okay. But me, Preller, Marver, Geekster, we're all in this together. This podcast has kind of a big footprint. So I'm happy to be that voice to call these guys out. I'm calling them out. I'm calling the city out. I'm not calling you guys out. I see what you're saying. You're it. The problem is, like I said, and Dave said, they're not for whatever reason, you and them are not on the same wavelength. They will listen to me and probably not like the message. I think they still like the messenger because yeah. they know that eventually it's gonna come around and when it does, I'll be stoked. But right now I think it sucks. But I am fighting the fight on behalf of you. And the last thing I need is a bunch of you mouth breathers (laughs) clicking like for miserable Padre fans, stupid tweet, making me feel like Mark Fabiani. I don't need it. (laughs) Actually, it didn't impact me at all. I thought it was great. I loved all of it. All right. I'm going to read these and then I'm going to tell you where uh, we've already made a big mistake in this show. We have? Yeah. And people are listening. have already known that we made a big mistake. And are freaking out. But I'll first, I'll tell you about Alan Taylor and Taylor May Pools. It's freezing right now. Who are we kidding? It's, right. It's freaking cold. But guess what? It's going to be warm at San Diego in a few weeks. And you're going to wish, guess what? We should have got that swimming pool. You still have time. It's February. Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Can you imagine getting a pool for Valentine's right Day? Right there. Just a couple days away. All you have to do is call Alan Taylor and say, look, I want to put a pool in my backyard. I don't know what I've been waiting for. Heart-shaped. Heart-shaped pool. They're great. Play volleyball in there and everything. You get it done, and Alan said Audrey and Judy uh, Judy Landers will be there at the at the ribbon cutting. I don't know if you want them there. What are they? Look what like? are you talking about? Jeez, they're American treasures. Nineteen seventy eight. Might yeah. be a little saggy. Six one nine four four nine four four five two. Six one nine four four nine four four five two. Call Alan Taylor. Make sure you get that great pool. He uh, he's a wreck. I don't know why I added him on Facebook. Did he send you messages? He always does. And then I'm always like, why did I open this? And then I watch it three times. I did, too. <laughs> did you see that stupid thing he sent you from Mad TV? No, I haven't looked at it yet. No. Usually this stuff he sends me, I'm like, oh, my God. I like have to look over my shoulder. Like, did anybody see my phone? Unbelievable. Like, 95% of the world will send you the pictures of the people that look like the fake airplane ride. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're looking through like a plastic thing. You go, ah, I fell for it again. <laughs> Not Al Taylor, but that's for, that's for another show. Look, TaylorMade pools are fantastic. We love them because of the success that they've done. But I, what I always say is go to our website at DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on the sponsors. Come down. Look at the work that they've done. Because, Dave, it really feels so much different than the average pool, right? When I was a kid... In Minneapolis, there was a motel down the street called the Cloverleaf Motel. Yeah. And everybody thought the coolest thing in the world was at the Cloverleaf was the pool. It was shaped like a clover. Well, it was great. There was about 10 pounds of shrubs in the bottom, <laughs> probably dog shit, everything else. But nobody looked at that because we we're all blown away by the creativity to have a pool done yeah. in the shape of a clover. Alan takes all that says, forget that. We're going to have waterfalls. We're going to have tiles. We're going to have lights. We're going to have Audrey and Judy Landers. And you go, okay, I see it now. I see the vision. It's hard to tell you right now, but when you go look and see it on the website, yep, uh, absolutely amazing work. 
And just don't add them on Messenger. No, do not do not do that. Brian Curry selling real estate all over San Diego County for over 20 years. What are you waiting for? Right now is the time to call Brian Curry. Find out what's going on in the market. He can get in the house of your dreams. Right now, you might have a house that's a little bit too big. You have kids that aren't living there anymore. And so what are we doing with all these rooms? Let's get into something a little bit different, different neighborhood. Brian Curry is your guy. Call Brian at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. He also does property management. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry. Well, I'll say this. Uh, driving around the other day, I heard somebody talking about somebody else who sells real estate, and they were bragging about the fact that this person had sold X amount of houses in X amount of days. And I thought, who gives a shit? Yeah. Nobody cares. What it is, is you want to know what is Brian going to do for you? And it's what you always say when you go into a job interview. Advice I've always given friends is don't tell people about what you did at the last job. Tell people what you're going to do at your next job. Exactly. Nobody cares where you went with your old girlfriend. Tell the new girlfriend this is what we're going to do to have fun. That's why we don't come in here and tell you about, hey, Brian sold X amount of houses. All we want you to know is he's going to sell your house, period, your house. The only one that matters, only one that matters to him. And if you're in the market for buying a house, he's going to help you buy that house. You don't care that he helped two other people or 200 other people. doesn't matter. It's all about you. That's why Brian's a champ. Love him. Uh, retired military helicopter pilot. Guy who has been so involved as Alan Taylor's been, as Ryan Barkley's been. Uh, Dan Tyler and the rest of our great group. Kyle Fluger, everybody else in Jake's Projects. Man, these guys are salt-of-the-earth people. But again, it's not about somebody who sold this many houses. Brian Curry's going to help you sell your house. Absolutely. And speaking of Daniel Tyler, Daniel Tyler had some huge news that we can't wait to announce. Right. We aren't going to announce it right now, but there's major news coming with Daniel Tyler and what he's doing with his business. You have to stay tuned. We're excited to announce it, hopefully very, very soon as it gets everything in order. We do want to mention Kyle Fluger, though. Jeff just mentioned his name. He's the king of websites. You have a website or you have an idea for a website, Kyle will take your dreams and he'll put it right there on the computer for you. Make it work and make it one of those where you're proud to say, this is as professional as it gets. Makes it look like I'm legit because I am a legit businessman. So Kyle Fluger is your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. He can really help you in a lot of different ways. going to help you from finding the domain you want. Look, maybe you said, Dave, I was out last night, like I said, with a, a long time mover and shaker in San Diego who needs a few things added on their webpage and, and needed as far as social media links and potential podcast stuff, a lot of different things. So, yeah, as you look at your website right now, you may say, hey, Kyle, I like the look of it, but how do I get Twitter up front like yeah. you have on the Dave and Jeff page? Hey, we want to do Facebook Live videos for our store because we have a restaurant or we have a car lot and we want to do those kind of things. Everything, whether your site's almost there or your site's brand new, give Kyle a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to admit the, uh, the mistake we've already made during the show because I said to you at the beginning, we were talking college basketball. I had no interest yeah. in watching college basketball. Needless to say, as we're doing the show, it might have been the greatest college basketball <laughs> regular season game of all time. Duke came down, for, came back from twenty. Shut up! Came back. I wasn't even paying attention. They, they came back and won that game. They were down twenty three points when we started this podcast, and they came back and won that game at Louisville right at the end by two. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this podcast up because you got cold beers in the fridge. Yes. 
You're going to rewind that. We're going to watch that. And then we'll... Uh, look, we're focused, man. Exactly. Focus well, on you're pissed, show. you're pissed. Yeah, they were down big. Yeah. Look, it just it makes me crazy. And it really does make me crazy on behalf of the people who care. I think sometimes, and look, I've been guilty of this a million times. I just hit everybody with the broad brush, and that's why the diehard Padre Twitter people feel like I'm yelling at them. I'm really not. Yeah. I'm just frustrated on your behalf because it's frustrating to me. I have two kids that are 11. When I grew up in this town, when I got here, this is the crazy thing. When I got here, we had the NBA. The Clippers were here. We had a Charger team that was pretty exciting with Coriel. We had a Padre team that was starting to get exciting because Dick Williams came in, Garvey came in, uh, Gossage and Nettles, right? Gwyn was yeah. here, Wiggins was here. Then... If you wanted to, you could go down and watch the soccers and you could watch Julie V and and Volkmar Gross and all those different guys. San Diego State, football was a little bit different at that time, but you had, shit, man, I, I think it was uh, Todd Santos. Yeah, it was around 19, around 84, 85, 86, right? Yeah, Somewhere in there. Those early 80 teams, right? Uh, state basketball, Michael yeah. Cage. There were different options if you were a kid growing up in this town that made it really fun to be a San Diego sports fan. And it didn't mean that every one of those teams was in the Super Bowl or the World Series, but they were fun to watch. Yeah. And right now, for me as a parent, for two kids that love sports, we don't have the NBA in this town. The goals are cool. Goals are cool. Nothing wrong with them. They're doing a nice job down there. Um, I had two friends that went to a Seals game the other night, had never been. And they had a blast. Good. Say so they had a great time. Aztec basketball, you know, big win the other night. That helps, but it feels like they're a little up and down. Um, and it just frustrates me that I feel like all of us as a fan base are a lot more passionate about getting things moving forward yeah. than the ownership group is. Could be completely wrong. Maybe they're trying and we just haven't heard it. But it's incredibly frustrating to me to just see the what feels like a complete lack of effort from the promotional schedule. Dave, I'm going through to buy tickets the other day. Credit card out to buy tickets, looking at different things where I'm like, hey, what would my sons be interested in? We'll go out and do it. We're going to Beach Town night. And that's it. That's man. awesome. As a, well, it's awesome. But for a dad in this town where you're like, yeah, man, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to buy tickets for four or five different nights. Tonight, ready to buy them, credit card out. And I walked away and said, yeah, I know what my sons are. My sons are 11. This team goes and gets a few guys. Mustakas comes or God dang, if Harper and Machado falls in our lap, then you got me. And I'll be back and they'll be stoked, ready to go. I just won't show up on the night you're giving away a blue hat. (laughs) So stupid. Like, what were you thinking? Why didn't you say, if you and I had been in that promotional meeting, wouldn't you have said, what are we doing? Like, why is everything blue? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. It didn't make any sense at all. L- last thing I want to ask you is this whole thing with the, the, the fleet, okay, and they're having mm-hmm. their first game coming up this weekend at home. It feels like it's being forced down your throat, doesn't it? I mean, and what I mean by that is I'm flipping through different stations. I flip over to 97.3. Mm-hmm. I flip over to 1360. I flip over to 1090. I thought 1090 gave it the right amount of time. I understand that they're on 1360, but to spend three hours of every show talking about one thing is Hooey. crazy to me. That's that's all you're hearing. Well, I got a I got I a mean, text it, it, today it, from a buddy. I have not heard the 24-7 of the fleet. 
I mean, dude, are come, you serious, dude? Let's let's be serious. The quality is not that great. There's not a, a quarterback right now in the league that would start for an NFL team, which we all know it's about the quarterbacks. I told you the guy they should have had is Luis Perez, who killed it for Birmingham the other day. Is he in the, the guy in the that played? One. Did he play Grossmont? He or played, what was no. he? So here, 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 okay. Here's here's a crazy story. The kid played at Otay Ranch High School. My son Josh was at East Lake. They're kind uh-huh. of rivals in the same thing. Josh and him are very good friends. They go to Southwestern College. That's right. Okay. And Josh was going to play football for them and decided I'm going to go baseball full-time. Luis is like the 13th quarterback at Southwestern College. Everyone's like, what the hell are you doing out here? He ends up putting all the time in. He ends up going to the small school in Texas. Is there one year? Josh gave him, there's a playbook right by Jeff's head. Oh, yeah. That, that Lane Kiffin has, the Alabama offense. Yeah. He says to Josh, can I have one of these playbooks? Josh goes, go ahead. He takes that playbook back with him to the small school in Texas. I told you, you won the award for the Heisman Trophy yeah. for the, the small school guy. The Rams pick him up, last cut by the Rams, and here he is in, uh, playing for Birmingham. But the kid is a talented kid. Sean, Sean McVay loved him and said he used to beat him in. He was the one guy that always beat him wow. in the facility. But he's the guy that should be representing San Diego. There's a quick story on him, but guy got married like in his early 20s. He's 26 years old now, 25 years old now. Super good kid, but he should have been the guy we're supporting, not the two quarterbacks that they have now. Well, I uh, what well, I mean, I saw Phil Nelson play the Gophers. He's a guy who runs. At least yeah. at that time, he was a running quarterback for the Gophers. He didn't throw the ball a lot. Look to me, I, I Dave, I'm not going to knock the fleet. I don't know that I would want to be doing three hours a day of fleet talk. But for right now, you go okay. First game, let's see what happened. I'd but, rather hear Padre baseball, honestly. Well, and that's why I flipped it right over to 1090 to listen to Darren. Well, that's what I said. I mean, if I'm Padres right now, be as mad as you want about the message. More people are talking about the fleet than they're talking about you. Yeah. And and really, are you are you trying to make a legit run at Mustakis? I mean, seriously, or Marwin Gonzalez, or right? Are, I mean, are you making a a legit run? If you're going after Gio Gonzalez, are you going after Gio as a three or are you going after him as a one? He's not a one. He's a three. Um, and, and, but I'm yeah, saying Leitner's going to lose his shit if they sign Gio. He takes forever to throw a ball. Fuck. He and just walks around the Keuchel? back of that mound. Like, where are you at on Keiko? 31 years old. Keiko on a, on a better team, a playoff type team. Like, if Keiko went to the Cleveland Indians, right. makes a lot of sense. Keiko to the Padres doesn't make any sense. Why not? If he comes here. Because he's not going to win here. You know, it, it, he was a four or five with Astros at the end. If I mean, so here, for him to say he's a one here, if he's a four or five on a, I think the Astros go back to the World Series this year. If he's a four or five on that kind of team and he's a one here, what does that say tell you about the team that's around him? I don't know. Uh, for me, Dave, I'm looking at these guys and going, look, they're all short-term options. Can they come here and do you have the opportunity to flip them? Uh, do you have the opportunity yeah. to bring these guys in and have them play? And then ultimately flip them. Because right now, what, what are you going to throw Brian Mitchell out there? I mean, when, you, when they're hyping Fuck. Brian Mitchell's Another numbers mistake. in September, come Another on. Another mistake. What happened to don't insult the intelligence of your audience? They've never heard that song. Well, they have now. <laughs> I, I, I don't give a shit, Sounds man. like Ron Burgundy. Times are changing. He's never heard that before. I, don't, I absolutely couldn't give less of a shit. I've been invested in that team since 1981. Anybody down there that wants to say, well, I've been invested since, yeah. let me hear the number. Because I've been in since fucking 81. <laughs> fucking 81. I have. It's a factory of misery down there. No shit. <laughs> no shit. 
And and so, yeah, sorry if your feelings got hurt. Your offseason has been a complete fucking disaster till tonight. Yeah. If you go out and one of these guys falls in your lap, holy shit, man. You're like that that closer at Del Mar uh, on a rainy day when mud on your face and you closed and you won. And nothing will be better than to come in and say, God damn, they pulled it out of their hat. They pulled a rabbit out. Look at what they did. Let's get ready. Good for them. They closed it. And if they don't close on Harper and they don't close on Machado, I'm not going to kick them in the balls because you continue to see their name is a legit name in the mix. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's one of those just to pacify you. Well, Dave, with all respect to Kevin and to Dennis Lynn, it's coming from national guys, John Heyman. Rosenthal and others. John Heyman sucks, dude. I don't think John Heyman. You any better. Good. What you just say? John Heyman thinks you suck. John Heyman steps in dog shit every night. He sucks. And where I listen to John Heyman, I think he just talks. He just a talking mouth. <laughs> just nothing. Do you like him Fuck. more than Bob Nightingale? I like Bob Nightingale a lot, but yeah, I think Bob, Bob would no, whack a mold you over the head. <laughs> well, Bob says it's between well, Harper's between two teams. The two teams you and I picked last or uh, two days ago. But now you, you said, but Bob said that uh, that's why he said so the Giants and Phillies on yeah. short term deals. Uh, he said, he, yeah, but he said something's going on that we don't know. Okay, and everything's I, uh, going yeah. on that we don't know. Yeah. But, but we don't uh, know but, anything. But that's what I'm saying with everybody because you wouldn't say I'm still looking at. You look like a fucking idiot if you say I'm still looking at more than ten years and I'm still looking at more than three hundred and fifty million dollars. And no one else that we have ever heard is offering that. The closest was the Nationals, ten years, three hundred million, yeah. and they pulled that back. So why would you continue to say that today on February 12th unless you have something ready to go? I will not Harper make... has something to go. Machado is going to be the one that loses out money-wise. Yeah. Machado is going to get the 175. Harper is going to get his 330, 345. Right. 10-year deal? Yeah. He's going to get well, he's going to get what he wants. He Dude. knows it because you sound like a dope otherwise. Because Boris wins this every time. Okay. He does every fucking time. And yeah. if, you, if you're going to be shocked when it happens, you're an idiot. Here's the, the one question I have for you on Harper. Mm-hmm. Does Harper take less money to be with the Yankees? He's always wanted to be a Yankee. Does Machado? What if they both go to the Yankees? That would be fucking nuts. Steve Woods would pass out. He'd be, he'd be on cloud nine. I mean, if you're the Yankees yeah. right now, they want to be there. Yeah. And Machado desperately wants to be there, and we know that Harper's talked about it since he was 15. Right. The house that Bryce built. He talked about it when they were building Yankee Stadium. Right. Man. Look, if they go there, where are the two places? The Dodgers are out. Yeah, the Dodgers aren't doing that. The Dodgers, people go out, the Dodgers can do this, can do that. The Dodgers have played this game the last three years. They're out. They aren't doing this anymore. You know, The Red crazy. Sox are the one team that were willing to go over the, basically the, the, the penalty and sit there and, and get taxed. And now the Red Sox say we aren't doing it back-to-back years. You know who could have been right in the middle of this, too, that nobody's talked about, but we do because we're really, really good? <laughs> Don't forget, Clayton Kershaw was in this class, too. Yeah. And if Clayton Kershaw had elected to opt out. Would have been fucked. Right? If the Dodgers win the World Series. Yeah. And Kershaw says, you know what? I'm going to opt out. Is Kershaw sitting out there in the middle of this group too? Or has or is Kershaw agreed to a deal by now? Kershaw could be sitting. He's not getting the $35 million the Dodgers are overpaying for. I mean, you're talking about a guy with the back injury three straight years. He I misses a lot of time. Kershaw misses six weeks every year. And uh, that's why you hear Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Right? What's he going to he, do? He's the next guy next year. Now, he's the one guy I think the Dodgers pay for. I think he's the guy the Dodgers pay for and, is, is Nolan Arenado. But but uh, somebody, who did I? Because Justin Turner, man, is, is I mean, he's, he looks broken down. Barry Axelrod was on with Darren the other day, and it was so good hearing it. Then we'll get the hell out of here. 
This was really good. And Axelrod was talking about the attitude of players going into free agency. And he, he brought up Craig Biggio. Dave, I feel like Craig Biggio would be very much how a lot of us would be. And he said, you know what? Just make the deal with the Astros. I don't want to tear my family out of school. I don't want people to say to my kids, your dad's a traitor. I don't want anything. We like it here. Everybody's comfortable here. Just make the deal with the Astros. And and uh, he told a story about Sut, which was really good. And he said that right after Sut's Cy Young Award year in 84, he had a chance to go to a couple of different teams, one of which was San Diego. I remember the pods yeah. were in the mix. And I think Barry said one of the teams was the Texas Rangers. Could be wrong, but it doesn't matter. And he said Sut told him in a conversation, you know, there was a couple extra $100,000 that was being offered by the Rangers. Yeah, well, Sut's rich. He was rich before he started playing baseball. His family's loaded. Yeah, well, Sut said, look, if I go down to the Rangers, again, using this team, yeah. and I'm a 15-game winner, I suck. Yeah. If I take a couple hundred thousand less and I stay here in Chicago and I'm a 15-game winner, I'm the man. He goes, I'll, I'll stay here. I would stay there, too. I wonder at what... Weren't the Rangers the, the shittiest place to possibly go in the I, 70s again, and 80s? I, just, I remember yeah. whatever team it I could know. have been. The, they played in a minor league ballpark, basically. Yeah, it could have been the Astros yeah. or whoever. I just threw With them Gary out. Ward. Gary Ward. <laughs> the fuck? Remember every time you, Jim got, you got a Texas... Yeah, Jim, Jim Sumberg. You got a shitty Texas Rangers baseball card. You're like, fuck me. God damn it. <laughs> uh, they were always the worst ones. But at what point does Machado say, look, man, I, I want to go. I don't right? think Machado's mature enough to make a decision what the way Sutcliffe is. What about Moustakis? I, what see, about Kimbrell? Harper is all about uh, the brand. And I think Machado just isn't a mature guy. But isn't part of this, too, um, the player? Like, if, if the player's yeah. like, dude, what off? I, I got to know where I'm going. That's I would be. I'd be freaking out. You and I would have signed a bad deal already. <laughs> we we would have freaked out. Uh, I do like, by the way, before we get out, I do like my, my favorite thing I heard was when you talk about the Padres and the pitching, the seven different guys. Yeah. What Madison Bumgarner said to Boach. Yeah. He goes, yeah. You, you pull that bullshit with me, I'll, I'll walk right to the parking lot. I'm If I'm living in the Bay, I'm buying a ticket to watch Bumgarner pitch. Yeah. I don't need to come up and watch Hunter Strickland throw two yeah. innings or whoever the hell else Boach has left in that bullpen. Yeah, they were talking about kind of doing what the Rays did last year. Right. Starting well, San surgery. Diego's talking about yeah. it, too. Well, yeah, the difference is Bumgarner at one time was a legitimate one. You know, uh, yeah. maybe a Hall of Famer by the just what he did in the postseason. But when you look at the talk of starting some scrub in the first inning yeah. and then putting Bumgarner in, he goes, you guys pull that shit with me. I'm walking straight to the parking lot. I'm not playing. Good for him. One final thing, because if I don't bring this up tonight, we'll forget about it and we'll do whatever. Do you feel any sympathy at all for Bob Costas? About getting kicked off the NFL? Yeah. He had a coming. What's he surprised about? He's so smug about it. Like, it felt to me like he was pushing them as far as he could push it, and he was shocked when they told him, go pound sand. He should have been told to pound sound 15 years ago. Yeah. He, he attacked the NFL uh, uh, unmercifully. Why is he so, so shocked that he was taken <clears throat> off it? Little Bob Costas. What's he ever done? Yeah. No, I have no. Why, I, why are we so shocked by that? Yeah, that story irritated me. I'm like, I don't think there's one person looking at that that's ever been fired from a job that says, what the fuck, Bob? Are you, are you crazy right. right now? If Mark Grant, Mark Sweeney, Don Orsillo goes in every night, if uh, Joe Davis with the Dodgers, Dwayne Kuyper with the Giants, if you go in and 
I'll, I'll just use the Padres. Let's say I'm uh, Johnny Bananas and I'm the play-by-play guy for the Padres. And I start going, you know what? Let me tell you something. I love coming out here every night, Dave, to Petco Park. But I'm so sick of looking at that National University sign. Yeah. I hate it. It's an eyesore. And here we are again, Dave. And look at all that National University signs out there. And your boss comes to you and says, hey, you know what? Dumb shit. We're in a working relationship with those guys. And the money that National University gives to us pays the salaries of a lot of people that works here just the way the NFL money pays the salaries. So I understand that you're upset with it, but you're not bigger than the network. So rein it in, you little fucking twerp. That's it. And then when you get fucking, what was he going to say anyways on that thing, right? Yeah. Was he going to have a big essay about Jerry Kramer that we all couldn't <laughs> fucking live with? <laughs> you're in a business relationship. Yes. When you own the network, big shot, then you can say whatever you want. But until that point, if you make that a very well-written essay, you weigh very strong opinions against the National Football League. Stop acting like you're so fucking shocked that they didn't roll out the red carpet and watch you at their marquee event. Who would do that? Dave, if I said to our friend, uh, we'll just make up a, a scooter. Okay. If scooter is getting married and you go, you know what? I don't like her. She fucks every guy in town. She's a pig. She's a drunk. And then Scooter doesn't ask me to be best man at the wedding. Yeah, Who the weird. fucking? What I? What happened here? Uh, well, that's how it's going to be. I mean, that's how I am. Bob, you said NBC's girlfriend was a skank. Yes. And they didn't invite you to the wedding. And why are we all fucking kissing this guy's ass? God, this fucking place makes me crazy. <laughs> you can't. Don't be that guy. No. That's yeah. so damn funny. No, absolutely right. The guy's insane. He should have been canned 15 years ago. And how long did he think he was going to push it before they said, hey, Bob, that's enough? And he knew it, too. Come on. Deep down inside, he's like, I'm getting away with the murder. It's insane that I haven't been fired right Why now. Why was he so shocked? Like, the big the big takeaway from the ESPN interview is when they said, uh, you crossed the line. He said, what line? Yeah. When you're saying my business partner is destroying lives, Bob. Yes. I can't put you on the marquee event and take a chance that you say, hey, this game behind us, that everybody's come in and the corporate sponsors, and by the way, us as a network, we're getting $5 million for a 30-second spot. It is fucking these dudes up. <laughs> Mike Tirico, you got it. Can't do it. But everybody is so, oh, so worried about big Bob Costas. I wish Vince McMahon that night on HBO would have reached over and just slapped him in the face. Ear slapped him? That's awesome. All right, that's, that's all I have. Right, good deal. We'll see you Sunday.
Love a baby through. 